welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and I'm joined via Zoom teleconference by two of the baddest mothers out there, Sean Dunham <laughs> and Jeremy Legui. How's it going, That's, boys? I've, good. I've been described as that before. <laughs> I'm sure you have. For me, yeah. this is a first, so we're on well, different ends of the spectrum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a diverse show. Um, this week, Mum's the Word. In honor of Mother's Day, we're talking about motherhood on screen. And hey, shout out to all the moms out there, and to anyone who's born children but doesn't identify as a mom, and big hugs to everyone for whom this day is hard. And also, given everything going on in the world right now, let me just say, pregnancy should always be a choice, and access to safe, affordable abortions is a human right. Now back to our comedy show. Is it just like just as a quick aside? Is it when did it become 1950 again, or whenever like 1920? Like what? What's is it time flowing backwards? Like is that what's happening? What's old? Are we in the land of the lost? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lost senses. Am I right? Anyway. (laughs) Uh, So first of all, gentlemen, um, what are your thoughts on moms in the movies and TV in general? Does I'm Hollywood in favor do them. them justice? <laughs> yeah, do you, do you support it? I, for one, support them. I support moms. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Spoiler alert is pro-moms. Um, <laughs> do you feel like Hollywood does moms justice in their portrayals of motherhood on screen? Well, I f- you go yeah, first. Yeah, you go, you, you go, Jeremy. Oh, okay. I feel like we all have moms mm-hmm. and... That's like not it's it's could be your mom, but it could be the person that takes care of you. But um, I think in that relationship, there's like a hyper inflation of specific traits. Yeah. And that's why, like, you know, you know, like you remember being 13. You're like, oh, my mom does this. And your friends are like, your mom's awesome. She just brought us Tang. What are you talking? You know, like like they don't see the fault the way that you the 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 raisey does. But um, I feel like in all these depictions of moms, they really latch on to two or three things that like they feel about a mom they know, but that might like no mom could just be mm-hmm. baking stuff all the time. You know, like they, there's it's it's like a highly characterized yeah. thing, but it's so relatable because, you know, some at least one individual like that. Mm. it's so it's funny because you're right it's so it's universal obviously everyone has a mom figure Mm -hmm. um if you don't i'm so sorry Mm -hmm. um and but each mom like you know your friend from high school is like yeah like my mom just like smokes cigarettes and plays video games with me and i'd be like head explode because i'm like my mom doesn't even know what a video game is (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I um, think... I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sean. I, 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 well, I was just going to say, and then, like, so each... Uh, a film, like, there's a mom in every movie. There's... Mm-hmm. I feel like there's the the 0.5% of films don't have a mom in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, but I'll... <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Is there the same representation? I don't know. Well, or is there only five moms in on film? Yeah, like, I think... I think things have gotten better... In terms of like they, I think they've we've just gotten better portrayals of women in general, um, mm-hmm. but there is a lot of like you were saying, Jer, like flattening of yes the mom figure, and I think that relates a lot to honestly like some of the cultural baggage that we have about mothers and motherhood. Like it is, you know, it's one of the most like prominent and pervasive archetypes in everything because it's such a you know foundational thing it's literally how we all came to be um Mm -hmm. but yeah i think it is kind of this thing where like there are all there's all this cultural baggage about moms that has like carried over into on-screen portrayals so i was Mm -hmm. thinking about something that's kind of like the june cleaver norma bates dichotomy of motherhood where you have Mm -hmm. these like idealized like sanitized you know, very flat, but very mm-hmm. ideal portrayals of motherhood. And then sort of like the monstrous flip side of that, which is like, you know, mm-hmm. when moms go bad. And, you know, that I think that's something that we like 
have blamed a lot of different things on in history and you know there are a lot of cultural ideas about how much can be blamed on moms and so it's interesting how that comes out in media Mm-hmm. But also, I don't think Norma deserves this ire because we don't really know. <laughs> we don't know what she was actually up to. She was yeah, being, she was catfishing us. Norman was catfishing us. Yeah, but on you're the, right. It's filtered through his perception, which is interesting. That's true. But on the June Cleaver side, like you have this thing and like this is coming from a man who does not watch a ton of commercials, but has been able to recently. And like, <laughs> the, like, according to what commercials... Yeah, well, what a pleasure. Lucky you. Uh, according to commercials, you know, the mom is able to do all of these incredible mm-hmm. things that are typically like like elevating household tasks to to herodom. And it's, mm. you know, like it is just this uh this really weird strange attitude of like it's like all it would be elitist if there was like some council of people who were in charge of it. There might be executives perhaps, but uh, as a man who's also been reading Bernstein bears, it's all from the perspective of the mother. Mm. And um, it? it is. And there's all these really like weird well, and attitudes. She doesn't get out of her pajamas. Mrs. Bernstein as part far those as are, I remember. Those are her clothes, man. Those are her That's clothes. That's what she that gets hat? to wear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my mistake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're like, she's a lazy mom. I'm like, she's depressed. Someone help this woman. (laughs) But there are all these, like, I guess, hyper fixations on, like, very specific traits that Mm -hmm. then just get turned out. And this happens with dads, too, I think. But I I think you're right, Sean, because even if there's not a mom in a movie, there is, like, a caring figure. Like, there is, like, a, a person for whom will care for somebody without their want necessarily you know like that's sort of a just a thing that's sort of in stories i'm thinking mm-hmm. about jurassic park right now anyway but um you're thinking it, of it is... brontosaurus is uh, she maybe. the maternal figure maybe oh my god but um technically they're yeah, all it... moms at jurassic park well that's not necessarily true, yeah. moms but women no is does anyone else feel like judy greer is just a random mom very often like like well, am i I feel like Judy Greer went through the stage where she was she was iconic best friend. Yes. And then she became sort of iconic mom. But you know who's always a mom? Hmm. Diane Weist. Diane Weist oh, has been yeah. a mom since she was 10 years old. I'm sure of it. <laughs> You're so right. You're so like, right. I bet, she's, I bet she's playing a mom right now. And the woman's probably like pushing 75. Well, yeah, because at a certain point, that's all you get to do as an actress. I'm Googling it googling it but yeah um i can't tell yeah the successful the successful change from um you know babe district attorney driving miss daisy from uh first wives club but there is another category that's like someone's mom and i Mm. feel like like Mm. uh who else shifted into this like a susan sarandon she's always someone's mom now yeah but not your mom jennifer aniston has made this shift which oh. I, it's isn't that weird? But she has. I don't. I don't see her. She's not. She's not a relatable mom to me. But not like, yet. That's what Hollywood's lying to us. Wow. But she is mom age. But that's the thing. I think Hollywood completely distorts our perception of women and their ages. To be honest, and like oh what God. age things happen at, and what you're supposed to look like at a certain age. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, this is an aside, but now they've kind of righted it, and you'll like watch like a teen drama, and you're like, "Those are just kids." Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> and you're like, "No, wait, actually, maybe we should have twenty five year olds in this because they shouldn't. <laughs> we shouldn't be having kids do what these kids are doing." Um, That's true. Um, I was just thinking. I this made me think of a th- like. So Nicole Kidman was in uh, Big Little Lies with uh, mm-hmm. the Skarsgård, Peter Skarsgård. She played his her his wife. And then recently in The Northman, she plays the exact same character, or she, the exact same actor's mother. And I think oh. that is very funny. It is. Oh, it's really? like sad funny. Yeah, Ooh. it's like he gets to stay the same, but you actually mm-hmm. just get stepped up. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that <laughs> I think that tells us a lot about moms in the movies. <laughs> um, 
so okay so what are some of the like stereotypes or archetypes that you've noticed play out a lot because there are definitely a lot there are a lot um okay Uh, i'll tell you a one that i was really obsessed with and probably still am as sort of the tough but sexy mom mm -hmm. like your aaron brockovich's i was just thinking yeah like that is like uh you know like i'm uh, I'm still tough, but I'm sexy. Mm-hmm. And like that has quite an, a mom with an edge. I'm very into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you see, Sean, I would, I would, uh, I, I would sort of raise our dichotomy a, li- a bit more there into what I've called the action mom, which is oh. a mom that at some point figures out she's in an action movie. So she kind of goes hard. And this is like Sarah Connor, mm. right? And a lot of the a lot of the internet thinks Ellen Ripley, but I don't know if I feel correct about that. Well, but she's got way, that kid, and yeah, a cat. it's true, but like, you know, it's sort of weird. But it is this sort of like thing where if you look at the performances from Terminator One and Two for Sarah Connor, they're incredibly different, like like just absolutely night and day. And it is sort of this like thing where either the mom like owns her hotness or she gets it back by you know becoming this action star and i don't know if you guys have seen the newest uh linda hamilton uh terminator movie but it's pretty weird and it's very blatantly like about motherhood in the (laughs) terminator universe which is a weird thing to say but uh they they kind of corrected like how that wrong Linda Hamilton. in the strangest yeah. way possible. Um, she's 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 pretty old, and like her character is supposed to be like the age that she is, and she's just been hunting yeah, Terminators sorry. her whole life, and like it works, like she does it. But um, you know, at some point, she's just a regular lady, regular waitress. First, you can't you can't you can't just <laughs> go hard unless you're already hot, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like, I don't know, I can't think of too many other examples, but like A Quiet Place is one that comes to mind. Like, are mm-hmm. a lot of action movies starring Like, I have women? to protect my is kids. Is their main yeah. motivation like a mama bear situation? Because that makes yeah. me actually really mad. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought of this before you said that, but I'm like, I think that might be true. But it like... I think it's just such an easy motivation to sink into. And like mm. we had talked talked about before, it's really universal. And I didn't categorize it, but I did put Mrs. Incredible on my list yeah. of moms because she's kind of awesome, but it does get dialed down. To and she's this, got that Pixar this whole thing of like, trail. oh, she's just protecting her family. But there's some nuance there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pixar moms That's and their insane bodies. Pixar moms That'll and be their dump trucks. Ne- ne- <laughs> I watched be, the Mitchells that, versus the Machines that could be the recently. Show, That'll be the and show. yeah, the mom is kind of a um, nerdy mom, but then like she's got the classic um, hourglass like mom build. Yeah. Also, that's a great little cartoon. You should guys want, should watch. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, check mm-hmm. it out. Oh, so you should recommend. I, I would recommend it. You should watch it. So, but, um, um, yeah, what are your categories that you've got going on there, Jer? Uh, me? Uh, well, I got, I feel, well, okay. I got do anything moms, freak Who, out moms, sports who's moms. Who's a freak out mom? And that's, that's the end of my list, along with action moms. Mm. Uh, I, I got know. a freak out mom. Yeah. That's like Catherine O'Hara, O'Hara, where she just adds in, in Home Alone, like she just adds intensity. But uh, for whatever, for whatever, yeah, yes. But for whatever reason, like she doesn't like ha- the whole thing is like had she just waited, as she would have been else. at home at the same time that the rest of the family was, right? And so you've got this character who is incredibly enjoyable, and she does an amazing job. And like when she's not freaking out in a very like cartoony way, does like offer like how it must feel to be in that position, which is horrifying. But, um. It is like this, like thing of like you know, oh, she's just the cherry. Like she's not, she's just gonna freak out this whole time to show you how freaked out we all are, because the mom's freaked out and not actually contribute to mm-hmm. what's what's going on. And I feel like they do this in uh, 
the what's that movie called? There's the, a bunch yeah, of them now y- with Dwayne you're the Rock talking Johnson. About I've just described every, every movie film. that came out Fast this year. Fast and the Furious. This... <laughs> no. Jurassic. No, Jumanji. No, Jum- Jumanji. Yeah, because they they have I think um, like there's a bunch of characters that just freak out the whole time just for you to understand how freaked out you should be right now, mm. and uh, they don't like accomplish anything. Maybe they do at some point. But uh, I do feel like Catherine O'Hara's uh, Kate McAllister is a good example of like, and, you know, and also it's if just Kate, to show like, us where we should be this about her. this I'm situation, to, you know, victim blame or whatever. But I think if she had placed a few more calls, she would have gotten through to someone in Chicago. <laughs> I feel like she just hung up that payphone too easy. Yeah. <laughs> but also. Let me just say, I feel like when yeah. we talk about this, we always talk about Kevin's mom. And he's Why are way we Kevin's dad? He's, he's too as chill. at fault. If, uh, well, because yeah. that's the would... that's the like stereotype, right? The dad gets to be fun and chill, and the mom is hysterical and overreacts and is a pill. And it's like, and I think it does have like I think it kind of is a two way relationship but it and does also, have but implications dad will freak for out, how we see but moms it's when everything has mm-hmm. all been solved and then he gets like the bill for the hotel and then he's like come on like that's when he loses it not when he's lost right. his son for the last week yeah that is really right. funny that's so true and, yeah and also like the police would never leave right like there's so many more things that would happen in home alone even in the time that home alone was like, you know, like no one's ever going to be like, oh, my child's trapped at home alone. Doubt it. Like, okay, no one answered the door, so it must be incorrect or wh- like whatever they, whatever they sort of said. But um, I like, I do think there is this depiction of a person who is worrying about the person that they're supposed to take care of. And like, we all know they're not going to accomplish like anything unless they like pick up a gun. Right, like unless it like becomes like this like amazing circumstance, yeah, where they'll go out like, in the space um, and shoot the alien ever or see... you know whatever. Oh, what's the oh Krampus? <laughs> well, I, Krampus is I, really I've not amazing, seen a movie actually. About Krampus, no. But there is like a mom <laughs> who is very mild mannered. Uh, what is the actress? She's from Yellow Jackets. Melanie Linsky plays her and she's this sort of very quiet, soft-spoken mom. And then her kids are in danger and she finds the fortitude of like uh, so many people and then just like wages war against a bunch of like evil puppets. And she just like slays an attic full of them. And it's a really great scene. But I feel like that's the like, there's the part where, yeah, like a mom's Mm -hmm. child is in danger and then they're like, turn into a bear and they just like you know wage war mm-hmm. yeah and they like they kind of like yes that's the exactly whole, uh, very what's her genius. name miss I mean, weasley Mommy. on Mommy harry potter that. yeah you, you you know and like it is this like really important moment in a way where like we learn what a person's capable of when pushed to the edge but it's also just like you know oh of course it's the mom you know like like She'll she'll be nice the whole time until she's pushed too far, and then she'll grab her wand. She'll and use the B do word. Things n- no one thought was capable, but uh, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think Sonya, it plays into what you were saying before. Is like they're so flattened that any change is like this huge dram- dramatic swing, right? And I think back to Home Alone, like that's at least where they give her some time to like learn about how that character's feeling and maybe the things that sort of kind of led to the way that it's supposed, you know, mm-hmm. they, they got to forgot a kid at home. But well, and I think like, it's sad, but honestly, even that, even that like first person perspective or any sense of the subjective experience of a mom, the fact that that's like a rarity like that's kind of as good as you're gonna get with mom characters is really mm-hmm. depressing to me because that's the other thing is I feel like in a lot of depictions and Mrs. Weasley is a good example of this they are only a mom like that is the yeah. only 
personhood yeah. that they experience in the in the context of the film. Like, you know, they, mm-hmm. there is no separation from their role that they fill in relation to other people. And, like, Mrs. Weasley, you know, like, she's a lovely character. I think you, I think she's portrayed in a loving way where you, like, like her. But also, she's portrayed in this way that she's, like, hysterical and she overreacts and she's, like, you know, kind of irrational and embarrassing and... All of these things, and it's yeah, like, but she's also know. like a it powerful just, yeah, witch with a rich inner life, but and... you don't get to know about her, mm-hmm. and you just know that she yells at right. them over Christmas dinner or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, she's like kind of enough- stern, oh, but warm. Yeah, which is also just as an aside, really interesting that J.K. Rowling is allegedly so worried about you know the fate of women, but the women that she writes are actually. <laughs> Well, I was going to say another mom Um, that that I really like is the bad mom, like your like your Lucille Bluths, or like your, Mm. um, well, I guess this is a little Mm -hmm. different, but like your serial mom or like your uh, Faye Dunaway from Mommy Dearest, like to different levels of bad mom, Mm -hmm. but. Uh, obviously very into these mm-hmm. to these type of women as well. Well, yeah, because they're like a very interesting subversion of some of it. But then I think it also showcases some of those like cultural ideals that we have about moms where it's, it's like such a character flaw, you know, like Lucille's... <laughs> um, cruelty and like kind of disregard for her children and all of these things like I don't know she's depicted as such a villain like and again we love her because she's a great character um well just yeah like that you're selfish that you're selfish and you're a mom Mm -hmm. seems to be a dichotomy and it's like you know you can you can also Mm -hmm. care about number one but it's seen as such a leg (laughs) Mm -hmm. but but it is like it it is telling how this depiction always and I do think of like bad moms where like you know they don't want to fit this mold so it's the assumption that the care is less than it should be or you know and I think like we're things are going better in terms of like showing how that can be okay because it ultimately well I th- I think that the probably the closest depiction of all of the moms is all of the movies because then you start to act like if you think of like all the different parts <laughs> of your mom, my mom is sitting upstairs. Um, it is like, <laughs> it is this thing that like, you know, Oh my, like you're just always like, Oh, my mom does this. Oh, my mom does this. Oh, my mom does this because they're just pulling out these specific traits, but really like, you know, they should be fully flushed out people who have wants and needs that are beyond the care that they're giving to like these other things. And like, it's weird how we become fixated on like little parts of it. Like the scene that I can't find where the mom boils the bacon. Oh, your fever dream. What I thought was teen wolf, but clearly isn't. But um, it's just, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But uh, maybe that was just my life. Maybe that's all that was. And I'm just remembering it in movie form. But uh, that scene is so, like, it has, like, my mom in it. Like, it's got so many, like, parts of her. But, like, that character has no lines. <laughs> like, there's not, like, there's nothing to this character. But, um, you know, maybe if we jam them all together, we'll get, like, a real mom. human person. Right? <laughs> oh, mom and stone. <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. Crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. Um, do we have time for one more on my list here? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I've got the do anything mom. Mm. And oh. my, ex- my example here is Mrs. Gump played by Sally Field, who went through, uh, unspeakable acts to, uh, do anything for, for her son's sort of well-being as she saw fi- as she saw it. But, um, this is like a, a depiction of like, you know, oh, look how much this woman is sacrificing for this usually boy, you know, mm-hmm. like. It that just comes up. I feel like all the time, so much that like when I watch Forrest Gump as a young man, you're like, I didn't, "What's she like, doing in that, that It was that big of a deal. Unclear, right? And yeah. then, you you know, <laughs> but at some point you're like, "Oh, that's what's going on," and like that should be 
horrendous. Like mm-hmm. this should be horrible. And it kind of yeah. isn't, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't know. It's weird, but, uh, well, cause I think there is that idea that that's like what moms should be. Not that necessarily <laughs> that specific. Right. Example, yes. That's an that extreme idea example. Of, like you will do anything for your kids. Moms are superheroes. Moms can do it all. And it's like, you know, like even like you think of advertising, I feel like there are infinity ads for cleaning products that are like moms can do anything. And you're like, okay, yeah. can yeah. we have a conversation or about even how we shouldn't like, have to? S- like <laughs> Sally Field, I don't know. Also in Stealing so Millions, also plays a mom. But in that one, she does everything she can for her kid yep. and it doesn't work. And she and she loses her child for through no fault of her own. And she blames herself so crazy harshly. And yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but I was like, it's Sally. Sally does another. But and also like <laughs> Yeah. Sally. But it is a much it is a much like realer depiction of people, right? Like that's the the thing that's interesting. And then of course it becomes the whole focus. Yeah. But so our hot take so far is basically moms depict them as real people. And with that, <laughs> we have to uh, take a break and hear a word from our advertisers. So we will be right back with more uh, spoiler alert here on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We are going to get back to talking about moms on screen in just a minute. Um, but first, do you guys know what time it is? Um, well, Mother's Day was today, so I guess... It's, it's game time, people. <laughs> For those who don't know, or if they're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally seconds this week. Sometimes the game finds me finds me you guys uh looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen i tell them the title they tell me what they think it's about i tell them what it's really about and we all have a great time sean and sonia you guys ready to play the game i'm so ready this week's title is (laughs) the brood that title again the brood the brood Mm -hmm. um b-r-e-w-e-d uh yeah no of course the b-r-o-o-d Wow, okay. Hmm. Okay. I think that this movie takes place in a Bojack Horseman-esque world where humans Mm. and anthropomorphic animals just coexist and there's no questioning or explanation of that. And so I think this is about a woman who has a one-night stand with a rooster at a bar. And then... um, unexpectedly a few weeks later lays some eggs and she was not prepared she did not realize that was going to happen um you know she's like a a young woman a young career woman who's focused on herself um and does not feel ready and so it's Mm -hmm. about her kind of like brooding over the decision or over the kind of coming brood that she will be faced with um and sort of figuring out what her version of motherhood might look like. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Sonia. Wow. Sonia, you really came in <laughs> around the same that I was at. Oh, okay. Darn. So my, well, mine was going to be, okay. So I was thinking about a horror movie, but s- starring all chicken cast. And wow. so, uh, and so the chicken there's, it were in the point of view of a, a young, beautiful chicken and she, uh, she doesn't, she's like, you know, she lays eggs all the time. That's what chickens do. But then this chicken, these eggs were like mm-hmm. very large. And she's like, I think these are like, I think these have something in it. It's not just a, a yolk. And she starts getting very frightened of these eggs. It's very dark. It's like a Rosemary's baby, Rosemary's egg mm. sort of situation. Where Rosemary's she, yeah, hatchling. Rosemary's hatchling, where she, uh, yeah, she's scared of what she's hatched and what hath been wrought onto this coop. Oh my god! That sounds so good. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know labor laws yeah, were broken. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> right. all the chickens were paid appropriately and <laughs> consented. Uh, well, yeah. There we go. Thank you ve- both very much for um, your answers. Um, you guys are 
kind of not wrong. I don't think I'm warning any points today, but like hmm. we're circling, we're circling something. Um, the Brood is a 1979 Canadian psychological body horror film written and directed by Cronenberg. Of course, which is as which soon is as you not, said body horror, Canadian body yeah. horror, <laughs> which is not not one that we get to see here often on the game. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen this, but I might watch it. I don't know. It seems weird. It's like uh, this guy um, has an institute where he um, is trying to help people with mental problems, which they don't really... Out, like. It's made in the 70s. I don't think they understood what they were talking about, but that's fine. Um, but he, he does through, through the process of psychoplasmics. Oh jeez, that's that's the word. That's the crazy word they thought up for this. But um, anyway, it's revealed after a few people get murdered <gasps> that uh, there's these small, uh, childlike people running around uh, killing others. Oh, and then it's it's revealed that uh, there is a like a mother who is giving birth to them. Hold on, let me see if I can find this uh, this crazy the psychoplasm. Well, psychoplasmically induced external womb. She births this brood, <laughs> and they go out and do her bidding. Uh, it sounds nuts. This sounds crazy. Um, we should watch it. Wait, so we is should she all a, watch it. Is she a chicken though? Not a chicken. No, not. A she chicken, just has a psychoplasmatic womb, Sonia. Keep up. External womb. <laughs> it's yeah, external and, as well. And, like, you guys, like, the visuals for this are wild. If you're brave and of age, please check it out. Oh, my God, um, of age? You, yeah, it's it's some there's some weird stuff here. It's Cronenberg. Like, I'm not mm. pushing kids into that. Anyway, you guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank you. Thank you, Jer. I'm going to keep looking at these crazy, weird pictures. No, put, yeah. the, put the brood down, Jeremy. <laughs> we see the reflection in your eyeglasses. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. You can see what you're looking at. Oh, my God. Uh, well, on that note, um, let's get back into talking about movie moms. So Let's do. We spent the first half kind of talking about some stereotypes, some archetypes, some some conventions of moms on screen. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your favorite unconventional movie moms who break those molds? Well, well, well. Uh, Sean, you go first. Okay, I'm going to talk about uh, a mom that I watched this week. In one of my favorite films ever, Overboard, uh, where Goldie Hawn plays a very unwilling mother because she uh, was just told that she has, uh, if you don't know the plot, a rich sort of uh, asshole woman um, is falls off a boat and loses her memory. And then a man uh, tries to get even with her. She mistreated him at the beginning of the film, so he pretends that she is his wife and that they live in a like a little shack and have unruly boys and she is really bedraggled and at the end of her rope but she she eventually like makes a great life and they all have a great time um but she is so funny her line delivery as a rich lady but now finding herself in the poorest of circumstances she just like when she's like do they have a problem with the glands she like every, every line she says is hysterical. This is also a Gary Marshall movie, which Sonia is probably going to talk about later, uh, because she she'll make you all sign her petition. We have to stop Gary Marshall, but <laughs> at this point, stopped. at this point, I don't think we needed to stop him because I love this movie. Um, and she, yeah, is a terrible, unwilling mother, but then she eventually like finds her niche, starts to like love these children, these like insane hell children. And uh, and obviously her and Kurt have the best chemistry. Mm. And it's just like the best. If you put aside the moral, uh, <laughs> you know, problems. The lack of consent. Of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the entire situation. A movie of that era, though, you're going to have to do that, you know? Yeah. And he actually, like, doesn't uh, woo her in the bedroom until months after. Mm-hmm. And she... And then she's very into it. Just so you're not put off. Because I actually did watch for that. I was like, <laughs> I forget what happened here in the bedroom. But yeah, we're good. We're good. Special kisses and hugs that only mommies and daddies do. <laughs> Just kidding. <Very> <laughs> um, um, Jer, what about you? 
I uh, I I kind of wanted to. Well, I was thinking I should have rewatched it before I talked about it because I it's been so long since we watched it and talked about it on the show. But um, I still think Lady Bird is probably like mm-hmm. one of the best depictions of like what it feels like to be a mom and yeah. like a daughter in that situation. And, um, and you have experience doing both. Obviously. Uh, Jer- I mean, Jer's like the closest to a mom of the three of us. Um, excuse but me, like, I have this wall of plants over here that no one's talking about. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's they're fine. very well cared for. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the the things I care for take care of themselves at this point. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think like Laurie Mac. Metcalf? Is that yeah. her last name? Okay. Uh, I was going to say Meltcalf, and I was like, that can't be, that can't be right. You moved the L. David Cronenberg's like, ooh, a melting calf? Sounds cool. Ooh, yeah, let me get bril- in on that. Bril- brilliant. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I didn't expect it from her, but it was there, and it was so real, and like their relationship is just so frustrating yeah. to watch you know like i i don't know it's it seems like it's the thing like it's about miscommunication or something or about pride or what you know whatever whatever is holding them back but uh it's still definitely like probably probably one of the best moms i think mm. at least in the past 10 years that i can yeah. recall well i think I yeah that. i think it's like oh, a really oh sorry you go no, you go. I think it's like a really rich depiction of honestly some of the stuff we've been talking about, like kind of the the position that moms are put in and the like dynamic that happens where a a girl is honestly taught to side with her father against her mom um, mm-hmm. in the way that happens in that movie. And I think in a, in a lot of real life families. Um, and yeah, I think it just like it's a it's a human depiction like that's kind of mm-hmm. what makes it so good. Yeah. yeah, it's so the complicated relationship between mother and daughter is so present in that where it's like they love each other and they are so annoyed at each other constantly. And just like it's and you literally are like, you could just say what you want, like act the way you do about around everyone else instead of just get in like prickled by everything your mother says. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you know. I guess that'll fix itself, presumably. Yeah, it takes time sometimes. It takes um, some time. One that I was thinking about that I think often gets praised for her unconventional mom status, but who I actually think is maybe not the pinnacle, is Lorelai Gilmore from Gilmore Girls. Oh, I agree. So it's like... I feel like it, people are always like, oh, they're like best friends. They're so close, you know, like they can tell each other everything, all of that. But actually, they just have no boundaries. And she's like not a responsible authority figure in her daughter's life and does and no. kind of like forces her daughter to be the parent. Rory needs to get emancipated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the pair of them talk so fast. It's unsafe. <laughs> It's too much pop culture. I can't keep up. Oh, oh. my God. It's so Gilmore funny Girls, calm down. Honestly, that's such a dad that's such a dad response to it. I just think that's really funny. Um, but they all talk fast on the show. Everybody. They it's do. Crazy. Um, but even that's better funny. is um, Lorelai's relationship with Kelly Bishop, her mother, mm-hmm. who is absolutely iconic. And I love that relationship because they also, they are the exact opposite. They do not understand each other in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or fashion. Um, but is, a, I feel like maybe in some ways a bit of a healthier mother-daughter relationship than between Laurie and Lorelai and Rory. Yeah. Where they're, Lorelai treats her like a sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and Or like a friend. And it's not the case. Rory gets up to some bad stuff. She needs some discipline. She does. She needs, she mm-hmm. needs authority. And um, she's going to discipline herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she basically does. Like, I think it kind of shows in some of Rory's anxiety and, like, intenseness. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to cut us off on the unconventional mom talk because I need to talk about a movie that I watched this week, you guys. I'm sure. excited. It's, 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 it's really up there among the worst of the worst movies I've ever watched. And mm-hmm. that is Gary Marshall's 
2016 crime, Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is, he made a bunch of these. Like, I don't, there was for sure, like, Valentine's Day, and then I think, like, New Year's Eve. So this is, you know, in that series of, like, ensemble casts where the stories kind of interweave, and apparently that gimmick is supposed to carry the whole thing. I was going to say, I feel like he thought this was fun, and... It sucks. It's not a fun it is fun. Like, I don't know. Did he make He's Just Not That Into You? I don't think he did. But that one, I feel like, kind of works. Like, that's kind of a good movie. And it kind of does the same thing. But anyway, okay. I'm going to try and do this as succinctly as possible. But basically, Jennifer Aniston plays a divorced mom of two who finds out in a, you know, stunning moment of cinematic originality that her ex-husband has eloped with a much younger, very hot woman. And, of course, this sends her into a spiral because Mm -hmm. the only thing that women do are be concerned about their appearance and feel jealous about other women. Um, So so that's sort of her storyline. And then her best friend, Kate Hudson, kind of a fun full circle there. We were just talking about her parents. um, Is married to an Indian man. And her sister, who's played by Sarah Chalk, the blonde doctor from um, Scrubs, is gay. Her partner is played by Cameron Esposito, who is woefully underused in this role. Um, And neither of them have told their parents. They're both lying to their, like, racist, homophobic, conservative parents about their lives and are, like, kind of estranged from them. Their mom is played by legendary character actress Margot Martindale. Um who is great, but, uh, and so they come for a surprise visit and then find out about these lies. Um, what is actually much worse is that Kate Hudson told her husband that her parents were dementia patients in another state. So he doesn't know that she's lied to them. Um, the parents are so racist and then it like kind of gets resolved. Anyway, um, Julia Roberts plays julia roberts in a hilarious wig that i would encourage you to both right. look it's up. like queen of hearts wh- i think i know it's the like line. a short red bob it's so yeah. funny plays a minor home shopping network celebrity like it's so there's so much time spent on her working at the home shopping network and it never goes anywhere um she's just kind of there for a bunch of the movie uh, Jennifer Edison interviews to be her interior designer and that never goes anywhere. And then there's also this couple, um, Jack Whitehall, the British comedian, so random, and his partner. Um, he really wants to get married, but she refuses to say yes because of some past trauma that she can't tell him about because she's too sad about it. Spoiler alert, she's Jen- she's Julia Roberts' adopted daughter. Like, Julia Roberts was her biological mom. Okay. So there is absolutely no buildup to this. There is no explanation. Literally just halfway through the movie, Julia Roberts is at a book signing and this character shows up and is like, you're my mom. And then I think that's it. Oh, and then Jason Sudeikis is a, a widower who's having trouble being a widower. And then he and Jennifer Aniston get together at the end. Okay. When I tell you, mm-hmm. all of that is squished in there, and there's still so much untrimmed fat in this movie. Like, so many throwaway lines from secondary characters that are neither funny nor relevant to the story. Like, these moments of, like, exposition, I guess, but it's just showing you, like, the boring parts of characters' lives. And also, it is the most stereotypical, narrow, flat depiction of motherhood that there could possibly be, and the fact that the movie is literally called Mother's Day and is ostensibly about the moms, it it made me so mad. I rolled my eyes so many times, I thought I was going to die. God, if Penny Marshall was here, she would have stepped in. We should hope. <laughs> and there were women writers, because I looked at the end in the credits, and there were women's names, and so I was like, y'all did not do right by us. <laughs> Um, but but gary has done this like as you said he has done it before i have not seen mother's day but that's because i saw valentine's day yeah uh and like it's the same thing with ashton kutcher like that's it like that's the big difference and i think i saw new year's eve too oh Uh, god jeremy 
Yeah. I know. No, it's, it's like, not, what are we doing? It's not, it's not, it's not me. It's, it's the wife of the show. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, she knows, she knows what she's doing. Oh, we'll get her on air at, and during the Gary Marshall episode here. The ups and downs <laughs> of Gary. We should but, do that. That <laughs> sounds like great. I'd love Marshall. it. Uh, anyway. But um, I do wonder if at some point it became like this thing where he was just on board with like having directed something. And I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like they only get people who are good enough to like like know what's going to happen in the next two days that they're on set and that's all that they're there for and then it just becomes maybe a money maker because these movies come out on valentine's day they come out on mother's day like they come out on new year's like they and they are like people that bring someone to a movie like you know there's people like i go to to everything that julia roberts makes or whatever and then she's in it for 10 minutes Mm-hmm. And she wears a shite wig and <laughs> <It's so bad>. <laughs> <laughs> does but her like, job. But you look, you look at the list of Gary Marshalls here, and like he, the man, like he does have something, right? Like he's Beaches. He directed Beaches. Oh, he's right? like, very think, talented. You know, yeah. like think about this. And so at some point, like there's a few in here that just like aren't great. But uh, it does get to the point where it's just like, if we just slap Gary's name on it, will it make $40 million? And can we make it in the next six days for 40 bucks? And I think the answer to that question is yes. And then they, they move ahead on that plan. I wonder how much it costs, though, because I don't know. It didn't seem cheap, but I guess. Well, each person I, I, definitely got a huge paycheck. Yeah, I think the cost, like, is $25 million for Mother's Day. I think the cost savings would come from the fact that, like, you probably, I could be wrong, but you probably could have, like, four teams shooting this movie at once. And, like, it would just be two weeks, right? Like, it would be so fast. Mm -hmm. And no one person has to be there for, like, a super long time. So, like, they're getting paid well, but if you're in it for, like, a week... Like Kate days. Hudson was never in the same room as Sarah Chalk or whatever. Or or if they were, it was just for their scene and then yeah. they're done and then they're gone, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh I like I get such a consumerism vibe from yeah. from these and I really do, like I I would like to find a tweet from Gary which explains how he like that's how much information I want. Just explain like, oh I just needed the money or you wow. know, I thought it would be fun to direct again, or like you, whatever the you drag the internet because you're no you're not going to find any words from Gary. Yeah, yeah I know that. Oof, I know that. But... So yeah, that's a hard. Do not recommend. Must well, <laughs> <that's>, have <laughs> spoiler alert. That's a DNR. That's, do not resuscitate that one. <laughs> I watched that's it so you didn't have to. <laughs> uh, I would like to bring up one of my favorite television moms. Mm. Who is all of the things that we have described that are bad in a good package. Uh, and mm. this is another Jessica uh, Walker. And that is Fran Sinclair from Dinosaurs. And uh, I do feel like there is something funny when you start subverting and doing that whole thing. I'm not going to lie. A lot of them are dinosaur jokes. Like that. <laughs> yeah. like, like it's not, It's you know, it, it is what it is. You've got to stick. Um, you've got to do it. Uh, I, I love this performance so much and I, w- I really wonder like how much a lot of these people put into it because it's just so well done in all these different ways, including like the whole cast is so fun and it's so funny and she is so hilarious. Like you, you know, what's going to happen a hundred percent of the time and yet for whatever reason, it just works. Do you think she's and... in those, the, in that outfit or is that just voice? It's definitely just the voice. There's no way they got her in that outfit. Okay, just wondering. No way. No way. <laughs> Absolutely no way. And she only did the first two seasons, and there was like a noticeable loss of quality, I feel. That's just me. And then but, the extinction. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but her and her fuzzy uh slippers <laughs> and her performing all of her regular motherly tasks, it gets me every single time. Um, I also want to bring up quickly another 
mother that we should have I should have mentioned and I forgot, and that is Morticia Adams, who yes. is an unconventional mother, but she is so engaged with her kids and her family. And she shows them all the support and encouragement that they could possibly need. She listens to them. She is a very good mother. And she also has her uh, her own rich private life and a very mm-hmm. healthy sex life, as we know. So. I was going to say, a very healthy marital relationship that's not so just hats off, on the kids. Hats off to Morticia. Hats you off can have You can have it all. <laughs> yeah, Mort- Morticia teaches us that you really can have it all. It's so true. Honestly, like life, anyone, death, I, I just want a Gomez. Like that level of dedication and passion. Come on. And mustache, of course. <laughs> and mustache, mm-hmm. but not too much. No, absolutely not. Just a little. Um. Also, yeah. Since we're just doing little last minute shout outs here, uh, shout out to Marmy. <laughs> Marmy March. <laughs> Marmy March. <laughs> a for having such a hilarious nickname. But B, she she is a really good mom. And and okay. person. Do you think all of those girls stuck an R in between like any word that stuck, had an M in it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well something yeah. I want like is Marmy like is it is it a shortening of her first name? I forget what her first name is. I thought they were saying like mommy, but they were saying Marmy. I think it must what be. I mean? it, that has to be that, right? Like this is definitely something I've googled. Like, would they be like, "Oh, it's so hot out, it's so barmy"? Like, would they be? <laughs> do they talk like that? Hey guys, I gotta, I gotta say once again, uh, Margaret Marmy March oh. is there. But uh, I'm looking at Wikipedia, and she's uh, she looks great. Okay, she looks well, great. <laughs> Because are you looking at the most recent the version? The Laura Dern. Your, your love, Laura Dern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> well, with that incredible note, uh, that is all the time we have for this week. I'd like to give a shout out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, to my co-host, Sean and Jeremy, everyone at CJTR, and to you, our sweet listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3 p.m., and is available as a podcast on CGTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. My Electric is coming up next. Have a great week. Bye. See ya. Bye.